Welcome back to Formate Arbitration. And today we're going to get back into some salted peanuts. A couple of people have asked that I do that, so we're going to do that. I may do that a uh, few episodes. Now, next week, we're going to get back into arbitration. All right. I've got uh, an EP that I'm going to do. It's a closing argument and an EP where they kept this gentleman out over 100 days on emergency placement. Uh, it'll cover everything that I've talked about in emergency placement with uh, the charge, immediacy, and different things like that. It's uh, about a 27-minute closing. Uh, and what happened was the gentleman had a rollaway runaway, and his vehicle goes down this hill and hits a gas tanker. And thank God it didn't blow up, but, but it hits this gas tanker. And so they put this guy on emergency placement for over 100 days. And so that's what this case is about. It was an emergency placement. And so next week, we'll get back into arbitration, all right? So you can hear an emergency placement. I'll read the arbitrator's decision. And so y'all may enjoy that, but it'll show you the importance of the charge, how I attacked the charge. Now, JB did the case for me. Very good case uh, for us. And so you'll just see how I attack the charge in my closing argument. All right. So that'll be next Sunday. And then we'll get back into uh, some salted peanuts because I got so much to cover. I could do several episodes of just salted peanuts. All right. So we'll do that today. Got a few things I want to talk about. Shouldn't hopefully won't be too long. Do the EP next week and then we'll get back into some more salted peanuts. All right. Let's talk about the contract a little bit. A lot of people are asking about the contract. Uh, I just, how we get no information. I don't understand it. Y'all know my opinion on it. A lot of people don't agree with me. They think that it should be hush hush. They think that the NALC should do everything in private. And so if you bring it up on social media, a lot of people attack you. What, what do you want them to say? They're, it's in, you know, they're talking about it. It's maybe going to arbitration. I, I want you to talk to us about it, what you're asking for. Uh, I think that, that we are do that being as we're dues-paying members, I don't know why it's so secret. Another person said, you know, no other union will talk about theirs. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. UAW, I was watching the news the other day. They said exactly what they were asking for. Uh, Teamsters, UPS strike on the news, they said exactly what they were asking for, told the whole country. We can't even get people to tell us what we're asking for. <laughs> I was watching a string go about it on uh, Facebook the other day, and somebody said, well, why would you want to tell us that, you know, that'll let the Postal Service know what we're asking for. You don't think that the Postal Service knows what we're asking for? <laughs> we're in fucking talks with them about what we're asking for. <laughs> I just don't understand the the secrecy of it. I'm of that ilk. I don't. All this hush-hush private bullshit, I'm not about it. If you're asking for $10 an hour, I think you should tell our members we're asking for $10 an hour. You don't have to tell me your game plan. If you're asking for 20 more percent uh, health insurance, the Postal Service pay, tell us that. If you're asking for a better uniform allotment, tell us. This is what we're asking for. I know this. President Young, back in the day, had an entire page in the postal record on what we're asking for. I don't know why it's become so hush-hush. I really don't. I do believe that you'll hear something soon. I believe that they've already come to an agreement. I don't know that for a fact. But I believe you'll hear something probably before the Committee of Presidents 
if not then, I believe you hear something uh, more than likely uh, before 11, 9, uh, the rap session. I believe you'll, you'll hear something before then about the new contract. I, I do. I believe that there's something in the works already. And so either the committee of presidents, you hear something before that, or you'll hear something before 11, 9, the rap session. I do believe that. Uh, if they don't tell us anything by then, it's going to arbitration. Just know that. Okay? Uh, I, I have an opinion on it, and, and a lot of people will probably disagree with me. But if you read President Rolando's, it, it was back in December of 2021. He had an article about the COLA and the postal record. And if you hadn't read it, go back and read it, okay? And he pointed out, talks about the COLA, and he talks about uh, that even at the top step, the COLA only compensates us for 55% of inflation. So think about that. Inflation, as bad as it is right now, the COLA will only compensate us for 55% of inflation, all right? In the last contract, we got $6,698 at the top in total COLAs. All right, so we got $6,698 at the top in total COLAs, which is a little more than half of what we needed just to keep pace. And anything less this time than $3 an hour across the board raise, we're giving money back to the Postal Service. Okay, think about that now. And maybe that's the reason you're not hearing anything about what we're, we're dealing with. That may be what, why we're not hearing anything. But $6,698 in colas in the last contract, and that's a little more than half of what we needed just to keep pace. If we don't get at least $3 an hour raise across the board, we're giving it back. We're giving money back. At least $3 an hour raise. Remember that when they try to hand us some bullshit on this next contract, okay? I'm going to call it like I see it. I just am. If you're hiding something from me, I think you're up to something. And that's just my upbringing. Now, I could be totally wrong. But if you're hiding something from me, if you're doing things behind closed doors and you're not telling your members like the UAWR and, and UPS Teamsters are, if you're not up front with me and tell me this is what we're looking for, I think you're up to something. And I don't think you have my best interest at hand. That's just how I feel. <laughs> as a city letter carrier. Uh, now, I love my union, like I say. But as a city letter carrier, you're not telling me shit. I think you're up to something. And if you're one of those that say they don't owe us anything, fuck off. I'm a dues-paying member. And I believe that I'm due that. An explanation on what you're asking for. If we don't get it, okay. But say, hey, I'm asking for $7 an hour raise for y'all. UPS has $14 more an hour than us. And people say, well, they, they, don't, they gave up their right to a cola. You know, they don't have colas. They gave up that right. You know, we have colas. Let me tell you what $14 an hour is. You heard $6,698 in the last contract is what we got in cola. Okay, $6,698. $14 an hour more that they make than us. I'm topped out. Make about 36, something around that. I think they're making around 50. If I'm I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me. That's $112 a day more. That's $560 a week. 5-day work week. $560. 
That's $2,240 a month. Now, what was our COLA? What did we make on a contract? $6,698. That's $29,420 for a 40-hour work week for 52 weeks. $29,420. They're kicking the shit out of us, and why? If we can't sell anybody on the fact that we do more work than anybody else in the post office, we need to get new negotiators on our side. We need to get new negotiators on our side. If we can't prove that the city letter carrier does more than anybody else, and we deserve that extra compensation, if we can't do that, then we need to get new negotiators in place. It would help if our president was actually at the negotiations. That would have helped. That shows a sign of leadership to me. You know, I don't care how the his underling, Pony Boy, did. He's not our president. He's not our president. Uh, it's fishy to me that we don't hear anything. In all these rap sessions, people always message me and say, hey, at the rap session, people were asking about the contract, and it was, you know, we're, we're still talks, we're still in talks, uh, going to mediation, looks like going to arbitration, still in talks. Uh, I, I know you're in fucking talks. You've been in talks. I don't care about if you're in fucking talks anymore. Why can you not tell us what we're asking for? Again, if you get $3 an hour, we're giving it back. We're giving money back. Y'all be careful with that shit, okay? Like I said, a lot of people don't agree with me. A lot of people say, hey, that's their business. They can keep it private. What do you want to know? I want to know something other than we're talking with these motherfuckers across the aisle. I want to know something other than that. Okay? I'll tell you what I want to know. I want to know what you're asking for an hour. That's what I want to know. How about that? I want to know what you're doing about the health insurance. Are we going to keep it the same? I want to know what you're asking for about that. How about that? How about the CCA? I want to know what you're asking about about that. How about two-tier pay? I want to know about that. That's what I want to know. You know why? Because I've been paying dues for a long fucking time to this union. And I think you need to tell me what we're doing. I think you need to be transparent as hell with me. Like the UAW doing. They're kicking the shit out of it right now. You look across this country at what unions are doing, and it's on an upswing. Let me tell you. It's on an upswing. Everybody's raising hell for more money. Everybody. UAW is flat kicking it right now. Now, we bargained away our, our position to strike. We bargained that away. We can't strike because we gave that to the service. They can't lay us off. We're guaranteed eight hours, uh, but we can't strike. So we can't get out there like they can into the public and say, hey, you know, we're getting shit on by our employer. They're shitting on us. And so we're going to get out in the street and demand better working conditions. We're going to demand better wages. We can't do that. We can't do that. We, we bargained that away, okay? I would like for my fucking president to get out there into the public and say, hey, we're going to rally. We're not striking. We're going to rally for better working conditions. I told you that about Mr. Gates. They should have done that. We fucked that over. We fucked that up big time. Newspapers are still trying to get those stories. Some of them just came out this past week uh, that he did die due to heat. Uh, and so uh, we missed a major opportunity to get out into the public, get out into the streets, 
and uh, raise hell on Mr. Gates' behalf and the behalf of the city letter carrier that there needs to be change. What changes has been made to the city letter carrier craft as far as the heat is concerned since 1970? What changes has been made to the letter carrier craft since 1970 about the heat? We got vans now that got some air in them. So everyone, somebody's got some of those. A couple of people get those. The new Aerostars, whatever they're called. Uh, they got some air in them, right? LLVs don't. FFVs don't. What changes has been made for the letter carrier since 1970 about the heat? You want to make change? Get your fucking ass out there into the streets with your people and demand change. Congress can demand change. Legislators can demand change. I told y'all they needed to get out in the streets, raise fucking hell for the city letter carrier, demand change, demand changes to our working conditions that we've not had since 1970 that I can think of. I could be wrong. Somebody let me know if I'm wrong. But we're still in vehicles that don't have air conditioning, got a fucking fan on, right? It's just like a microwave oven, that fan. That does nothing for me. It just circulates air like a microwave. I'm on a walking route, so it's not near as hot for me as it is those cramped up in those vehicles all day long. It gets 130 degrees in that vehicle, and you're in it all day long with a damn fan circulating damn air in there on you. Just cooking your ass. What change has been made for the city letter carrier about that? Now, we got some vehicles supposed to be coming here in the next year or two. Okay, that's great. What are we going to do until then? It's because our leadership has failed us. The Postal Service will have this shit all fucking day. They'll take this shit. The Postal Service, they love this. You saw their shit with the scanner messages. Beat the heat. Keep it moving. No stationary events. That's how they feel about you. What changes has the union made or demand change have they made to the working conditions? And why not? All right. So that's my opinion. Uh, I think we've dropped the ball terribly on, on getting in the streets when Mr. Gates passed away and letting the public know these are the conditions that we're working under, demanding change from the Postal Service, immediate change, going to Congress, going to every, I told you all back then, go in front of every news media. If I'm the president, I would have been there. They want to talk to you. Trust me. They want to talk to you about what's going on, about the death of Mr. Gates, about the death of those other carriers that have passed away because of the heat and say, hey, those vehicles have not changed since 1970 when we struck and we got a contract. We're still sitting in the same hot ass vehicle. Back then it was Jeeps. Now it was, and then it was LLVs. Now it's FFVs. And they still have no air in them. They're still pushing us daily. Get all the scanner messages that they were sending out about no stationary events. Keep it moving. Get all those sent to you and have those to the media. Look at this one. Look at that one. Look at this one. Look at this discipline that they're giving us because we're staying stationary. Look at all these investigative interviews they're giving us because we're staying stationary to beat the heat. Take breaks as needed in the heat. Look at all these things that they're doing to my people in the street. Look at it. 
This is what's going on to the city letter care. Do you know who loves the city letter care? Customers love the city letter care. We're the most trusted agency in the federal government is the city letter carrier, right? They love the city letter carrier. Let the public know this is what's happening to your carrier, to Mr. Jones out there, to Miss Jones out there delivering your mail that's delivered your mail for 20 years, that comes in and talks to your kids and talks to y'all about your weddings and about your pets and about your family. Look at what's being done to them by the employer. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Because everything's a fucking secret at the NELC. And it pisses me the fuck off. We should still be in the fucking streets over Mr. Gates until real damn change has occurred. This contract is no different. We ain't going to get in the streets because they don't want us to know what they're talking about. Now, I hope it's the greatest contract ever given to anybody in the country. I do. I hope it's $20 an hour raise, and I will say, hey, I'm wrong about every fucking thing I've said. Thank you for fighting for us. I'm wrong about everything, and I apologize, and I'll call you out by name right here on this fucking podcast. Why is it such a fucking secret? So that's my opinion on that. That's going to start out this salted peanuts. <laughs> but just remember, 6600 something dollars in colas got us about half where we needed to be. All right? Because of inflation. Colas are great. It's pocket change. It's pocket change. Gives you about 50, about half about half of what we needed to sustain ourselves. It gave us about half. And that's from President Rolando said that. That's not me. About half. Okay? So all these talking about colas, I appreciate the cola. But all these talking about UPS gave up their colas. They make 20-something more thousand dollars a year than us. Now take out that cola. Take out the 6,600. What's the total? 29. So they only made, what, 23,000 more a year than us for delivering packages. We're out there on them fucking streets every day, every door in America gets serviced by us walking those streets and they get 23,000 more dollars a year than us for doing less work than us. We need new negotiators up in this bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you that we need new negotiators. And the Postal Service keeps talking about, you know, we had $400 billion in profits or whatever, that crazy-ass number they always come out with. <laughs> I forgot what it, I think I may have it. Let me see if I got it. I forgot how many billion it said that we had uh, made the last quarter. And, of course, that's before anything. And then this guy comes out and says, uh, I can't remember what this was on, but somebody sent it to me. Said another terrible month for USPS financially, 860 million loss, mail volume down 8%, $860 million loss. I'll tell you how you can, can, can pick all that back up. Get rid of about two thirds of management and you'll be fine. Get rid of about two thirds of, of management nationwide from the very top on down. And we'll be just fine. Okay? If you look and see, anytime we show a profit, anytime we show a profit, what does management do? They will hire more management. 
They will make up more jobs to suck up that profit. They've always done that. They've always done it. You got people doing shit that would never go, would never fly somewhere else. You'll have somebody walk into a station, ask for a piece of mail, write it down and leave. That, that's what you'll have. You'll have somebody come out there and count your DPS and count your parcels and then leave. That's what you have. We got machines do that. But you got somebody out there doing those things. They invent jobs to take up all the money. They make up jobs to take up all the money. Now, I believe that. If you go into ops tomorrow, if you said, I want to tour ops, you'll have a room of about 50 people not doing shit. That's what you'll have. Every one of them will have their feet up on the desk not doing a damn thing. If you look at labor, you don't need three-fourths of them. They're worthless. You got stations with three supervisors on manager. You don't need one supervisor and manager. I don't care how big the station is because they're being told what to do from somebody above them. They're just following orders. They don't do shit except miscount our mail and fuck with us. That's all they do. The only time one of them will ever get an injury is if they fall out of their chair. The only time any supervisor will ever get hurt on the job is if they fall, if their lazy ass falls out of their chair. That's it. You've got management that has no business being paid. You could go in tomorrow and take care of two-thirds of them and remove them, and you wouldn't miss a beat in the postal service. Wouldn't miss a damn beat. So do that, and then come, come talk to me after that about, about money. All right, you want savings? Get rid of them sorry low-life bastards, and you'll get savings. But you wait and see. Anytime we make money, you're going to see a whole bunch of new positions come open not doing shit. So I don't give a fuck about your numbers until y'all correct yourselves. I remember Marvin Runyon when he came in as president. Carvin Marvin, remember him? When he came in as, not president, when he came in as the postmaster general, what did he say? If you're not touching the mail, be worried about your job. That's what he said. If you're not touching the mail, you should be concerned about your job. And he fired the shit out of people. That's, that was his job. He fired the shit out of people. That's the same thing I would say today. If you're not touching the mail, be concerned about your position. You got LOC sitting in there watching us on scanners. All of them could be fired. You don't need them sorry motherfuckers. Half of safety could be fired. They don't do shit. 90% of ops could be fired. They don't do shit except come up with bullshit to violate the contract. They're worthless as shit. You could get rid of most of management and we wouldn't miss shit. You could fire them tomorrow and we, we would have all the savings we need. Okay? What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> all right i told this individual i would talk about uh this individual got a 14 day suspension and and they told me that the shop steward said there's nothing that they can do there's nothing they can do about this 14 day suspension there's always something you can do <laughs> there's always something you can do uh, don't ever say there's nothing i can do what you're saying is i'm gonna not fight for you that's what you're saying. 
I choose not to fight for you because there's always something you can do. Let's talk about this 14-day suspension, all right? And then we're going to, uh, and this is just based off of the charge. I don't have the investigative interview, anything like that. Uh, but I love just getting the charge and trying to defeat something without information. Now, of course, you're going to need information because that's how you're really going to beat it. But I love people just sending me the charge. We'll talk about it. That, that happens 30 times a week. People send me discipline. We'll talk about the charge, trying to defeat this discipline based off the charge. I love this shit. Okay, so let's look at the charge, and here we go. So the, the shop steward told, told this individual, there's nothing we can do for you on this 14-day. Let's see if we can do just a little bit, see if we can help this individual out, okay? Date, September 27th, 2023. Subject, 14-day paper suspension. This official letter of warning for a 14-day paper suspension issued to you for the following reason. So here we got the letter of charges for 14 day suspension saying this official letter of warning for a 14 day suspension. I'm going to address that because remember this is a charge, no different than the charge in court. To me, it needs to be absolutely flawless. It needs to be perfect. Uh, remember what arbitrator Wollett said in that one when I was talking, showed you, let you listen to the closing I had the other day. What's in that charge must be correct and true if it's to be for just cause. So I'm going to take it from the very top to the very bottom of it. It needs to be true. So this official letter of warning for a 14-day paper suspension issued to you for the following reason. All right, The reason is failure to be regular in attendance excluding your authorized and scheduled days off, a review of your attendance record from August 21st to present indicates you failed to report for duty as scheduled on the following dates. So we got this, excluding your authorized and scheduled days off, a review of your attendance, okay? Remember that. Remember that, a review of your attendance, okay? Remember that. Now here it is, we've got date 821 to 823, we got 24 hours unscheduled. Doesn't tell me unscheduled what. And though that's big, right? Unscheduled annual, unscheduled sick leave, unscheduled sick leave dependent care, unscheduled AWOL. It doesn't tell me. It just says unscheduled. We got 825 to 826, 16 hours unscheduled. 9-17-23, a Sunday, 8 hours unscheduled. 9, 18, 23, eight hours unscheduled. All right, so there we have it. Like any other employer, the Postal Service must rely on its employees to report as scheduled to fulfill its mission. Our attendance rules and regulations are reasonable and are consistently and equitably enforced. That they are reasonable is demonstrated by the fact that they have been incorporated into our handbooks and manuals and accepted by our labor unions as such. Okay? You have acknowledged you are made aware of these rules, not only the rules, but also the disciplinary consequences of continued failure to maintaining your assigned schedule. Something you confirmed 
to knowing in your investigative interview on September 25th, 2023. Now, this was written when? September 27th. Investigative interview, September 25th. All right, so this was handed out two days later. 25th EII, 27th, this letter of charges, okay? A thorough investigation was conducted, which included a review of your attendance as well as an investigative interview, which took place September 25th, 2023, to give you the opportunity to explain the reasons for your excessive absences and your failure to maintain your assigned schedule, as noted above. In your investigative interview, you confirmed knowing your duty to be regular in attendance, however, could not offer any extenuating circumstances that would exempt your absences from consideration or make them excused. Okay? So, what they say? In your investigative interview, you confirm knowing your duty to be regular in attendance, however, could not offer any extenuating circumstances that would exempt your absences from consideration or make them excused, though I am empathetic to your situation to which you attributed your absences. Now, let me stop right there. I didn't give you any extenuating circumstances. Then what are you empathetic about? If I didn't give you any extenuating circumstances, what are you empathetic about? You know what it says? Though I am empathetic to your situation. What situation? You know more than you're letting on, aren't you? You're empathetic to a situation, but I gave you no extenuating circumstances. What about this part where they said thorough investigation conducted with you, which included a review of your attendance? Up here at the top, what does it say? Excluding your authorized and scheduled days off, a review of your attendance record. Twice in this letter, you talk about a review of your attendance record, right? Did you review the attendance with the employee before this discipline was issued? What does 511.4 state? Unscheduled absences. It tells you a definition of unscheduled absences. And then it says 511.4.2. Management responsibilities. Is responsibilities, is that a strong word? I would say so. That means you're responsible for something. Management responsibilities to control unscheduled absences. Postal officials. So, to control unscheduled absences, which is what you're talking about in this letter of charges, unscheduled absences, I think you said it several times. So to control that, you have a responsibility to whom? To me, right? To control unscheduled absences, which is what we're dealing with. There is a responsibility on management. And what is that, in, what is that responsibility on management? It tells you right here. A, inform employees of leave regulations. Okay? Now, they will say they've done that through a return-to-work packet or something of that nature, and that's all they're required to do, right? That's what they're going to say. We gave you a return-to-work packet, so we informed employees of leave regulations. They've been, they've been informed in prior discipline to leave regulations. It goes on. B, discuss Stop right there. What does that mean? Does that mean a return to work packet that's sitting on my ledge when I get back 
telling me about the provisions, some provisions of, of attendance that I need to follow. What does that word say? Discuss. How important is that word when we're trying to defeat discipline based off of attendance? Discuss. Discuss attendance records with employee, individual employees when warranted. Now, when is it warranted? I would think, I would think that it would be warranted if you're thinking about giving me discipline, especially a 14-day suspension. I would think that it would be warranted then, when warranted. You're fixing to issue me a 14-day a suspension. I've already got a seven-day, allegedly, and so... You have a responsibility to me when it's warranted to control my unscheduled absences to do what? What are you what is your responsibility to me? Discuss that attendance records with the individual employees when warranted. Did that happen here? I heard twice now, twice in this in this 14-day suspension, a review of attendance records, right? Isn't that what it said? A review of your attendance record up at the top, down here at the bottom. A thorough investigation was conducted, which included a review of your attendance. Why didn't we not review that with the carrier based off of 511-42 of the ELM? That would be a contention. Don't ever tell me that something's a lost cause. Don't ever come to me with discipline and say, I cannot beat this discipline. Don't ever do that. Ever. We will never stop fighting for the city letter carrier. I don't care what this carrier has done. I don't care what they've been caught doing. Don't ever say it's a lost cause. We will find something. Will an arbitrator take it? I don't know. But we will find something. So I've got this letter of warning or 14-day suspension. I don't know. It's a letter of warning or 14-day suspension. I'll show you why that's critical here in a second. It's a letter of warning or 14-day suspension where we say twice there's been a review of their attendance, but there's not been a review of the attendance with the carrier, which is a responsibility of management under 511.42 of the ELM. Okay? Then you tell me that I've offered no extenuating circumstances in the investigation is what you said, but then you tell me you're empathetic to my situation. I would have to ask, because I'm going to ask in arbitration, you're empathetic. What does that mean? First off, they're not going to know because they didn't write this. Labor wrote this. So I'm going to ask them to define empathetic to me right there in the spot. Either way, if they don't know, I know that they didn't write it and they're full of shit. Or they're going to define empathetic, which would be even better, right? Though I am empathetic to your situation, I'm going to say you're empathetic. Define that word for me. Well, I don't know what it means. Well, you wrote the motherfucker down on this 14-day suspension. You better know what it means. Labor wrote this. Is this your signature right here? Yes. Then you agreed with this, correct? Yes. Then define empathetic. I can't. Okay, well, fuck. Then you said to your situation. What is the situation of this carrier? Well, they're dealing with this. Then how is that not an extenuating circumstance? Don't write bullshit down on here if you can't defend it. When I tell y'all to look at every fucking thing on these 
on these disciplinary notices. That's what I'm talking about. Don't just get a disciplinary notice and look at that attendance and be like, oh, shit, that's a lot we're going to lose. Don't do that. You're, you're copping out on the carrier. Fight these things from the top to the bottom. At the very top, I told you the date was September 27th. That's the very fucking top. September 27th. The investigative interview was September 25th. We're going to get into that in a second. So, and don't tell me like any other employer. I don't give a fuck about any other employer. I've got a collective bargaining agreement. I've got a joint contract administration manual. I don't know if other employers even have a union. So don't tell me some bullshit like that. Any other employer, any other employer isn't covered under Section 5 of the ALM what talks about my benefit. I have a benefit that's given to me that was bargained for and was given to me by the Postal Service. And it's a benefit of, a, of sick leave. That if I'm sick, I'm going to be home and not in that motherfucker where I'm going to be more sick and get my coworkers sick and get my dumbass bosses sick. I've got a benefit under Section 5 of the ELM. And that benefit is the right to use sick leave if I'm incapacitated to come to work. So don't say, like any other employer, I don't know if any other employer is covered by the ELM, which has a benefit to me. Then it says, report is scheduled to fill its mission. What is the fucking mission? Y'all are such fucking idiots, y'all don't even know what the fucking mission is of this postal service. I'd ask them, what's the mission? To deliver the mail. So no mail was delivered when this carrier was off sick. Oh, yo, the mail's delivered. Then what the fuck are you talking about? What's the timely mail delivery? Okay, well, what time was it delivered? We had to use overtime. So when this carrier called in sick, that's the only time you've ever used overtime is when this carrier called in sick. Raise hell on these things, man. This is one step away from a removal. I'm going to bludgeon these motherfuckers with these questions in here. All right? It goes on. Though I'm empathetic to your situation, I'd grill them on that, to which you attributed your absences. Okay, so I did give you an extenuating circumstance. You're, you're empathetic to the situation to I attributed my absences. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. The Postal Service still maintains the right and the obligation to maintain efficiency and to do so by, among other ways, controlling absenteeism. Bam. 51142. Right? Controlling absenteeism. 51142 of the M, which I just read to you. Right? Isn't that what it says? Management responsibilities to control unscheduled absences. They just hung themselves right there. They just hung themselves right there. I'm going to say controlling absenteeism. What are you talking about there? Well, controlling unscheduled absences. Oh, okay. Where can I find that at? Well, it's on the, how about 511.42? Let's take a look at 511.42. And this is what it tells you. To, it tells you to discuss this with the employer and warranted. Did you do a, a, a attendance review with this carrier? From any time from 821 to 918, did you do an attendance review with this carrier to control unscheduled absences like you just stated in this letter? Did you do that? No. Okay. Well, maybe we should have done that since you're talking about controlling absenteeism, which is what 511.42 tells you is your responsibility to do 
Don't tell me we can't beat shit. You've got to read shit and be invested in the city letter carrier. You've got to be invested in this shit if you're wanting to win. In this respect, it is no different than any other employer. Bullshit. Any other employer is not covered by 511.42 of the ELM. And most employers don't have a joint contract administration manual, which tells you what in the very first sentence of Article 16, that you must be corrective rather than punitive. And if you're going to correct something, if you're going to do everything humanly possible to take care of a situation before resorting to discipline, which is what Section 115 of the M39 Handbook says, if you're going to be obligated by that, then what you must do is do everything humanly possible to correct my situation before resorting to discipline. And you didn't do the most basic responsibility, and that is under 511.42 of the M. The most basic thing it tells you, management's responsibilities, is to do this. You didn't even do that. So how can you say that you didn't violate the very first sentence of Article 16? How can you tell me that you didn't violate Section 115 of the M39 Handbook when you didn't do the most basic thing to correct this situation before resorting to disciplinary action? Y'all got to think about this shit, man, we're dealing with discipline. We're in trouble here, man. It's a 14-day suspension. You got to pull out all the fucking stops on discipline, all right? goes on. It is widely accepted in the industrial workplace that excessive absenteeism, even for legitimate reasons, may be the subject of corrective action and even discharge. Now, they're getting that off of the Gamser case, right? The Vera debug, that's what they're talking about. So make sure advocates, when you see that language, know where they're going. They're going with the Vera debug case, right? That's what they're talking about. National Arbitrator Gamser, Garrett, when they're talking about excessive absenteeism even if documented by a doctor can lead to to removal so when you see that language that's where they're going okay so be careful goes on grounds for removal of the employee in addition to any other penalty imposed pursuant to the statute what statute what are they talking about then it states this elm 665.41 requirement of regular attendance elm 665.6 disciplinary action says this, you have the right to appeal this letter of warning under the grievance arbitration procedure as set forth in Article 15. I'll read that again. You have a right to appeal this letter of warning under the grievance arbitration procedure as set forth in Article 15. So I'm going to treat this like a letter of warning because you said at first it was a 14-day suspension. Then you said this letter of warning for a 14-day suspension. And then the end, you said this letter of warning. You know what they did not cite in this 14-day suspension or letter of warning? Any prior discipline that was considered. They didn't cite a seven-day or a letter of warning that they relied upon to support or substantiate a 14-day suspension being issued. So I'm going to say that this is a letter of warning. Why? Because you didn't cite any prior discipline on here to substantiate giving me a 14-day suspension. There is no seven-day cited. There is no letter of warning cited. There's only, you have the right to appeal this letter of warning. So I'm going to say that I'm going to ask that this letter of warning be rescinded and expunged. It's not a letter of warning. It's a 14-day. No, it's not. You said right here it's a letter of warning. 
ah, that's a mistake. We're going to have to reissue it. That's double jeopardy, bitch. Right? Here's the kicker. Signature of the supervisor, right? Concurring official, can't read that. And received by the carrier, 927 at 938 a.m. Okay? Received by the carrier, 927, 938 a.m. Very good job by the carrier. Signing a name, doesn't mean guilt. Dating it and putting a time on there for me, the advocate, for me, the formal step they represented, for me, the shop steward. 9.38 a.m. So I've got a 14-day suspension or a letter of warning. I don't know what it is. Dated September 27th. The investigative interview was dated September 25th. When did this thing get concurred on? And what did they look at? They had one day. First off, you've got to do whatever you, the investigation you need to do to support this. And there needs to be some kind of request for action. It's going to be sent somewhere. Somebody's going to look at it. And then there's going to be a concurrence. Well, I've got the concurrence in between September 25th and September 27th because I've got a, a time of 9.38 a.m. So I'm going to ask for any email transactions where this was sent for concurrence. Then I'm going to question the concurring official. I can't read this name. It's a signature. I'm going to ask, who is that right there? I need to talk with them. And I'm going to get with them and I'll say, what did you look at and when did you look at it? This is rubber stamped. This is the prime example of rubber stamping. Okay? That's what this is. I've got a date of 927 that this was allegedly written and issued. I've got an investigative interview on the 25th. When did this thing get requested? What did you look at? And who did you send it to? And what did they look at? And let's get those things on the record. All right. So that's just based off the charge. That's all we could come up based off the charge. Get the investigative interview. Get the investigative interview. And if your shop steward that said there's nothing they can do about it, go over their head to the president. If they're too fucking lazy to do their job, go to your business agent and say, send me some help down here because I'm getting tanked by my fucking representatives. Get me some help down here because they're not wanting to do their job. They're not wanting to do their obligation to me as my agent to represent me fully. You got a lot of things just off of that charge right there that we can attack. A lot of things right there just based off the chart. And probably several other things. Y'all probably heard it and thought, why didn't you talk about this? That's what I'm talking about. Get that charge and dissect that son of a bitch, okay? Here's another thing somebody sent to me. This happens all the time somewhere uh, for some reason. Uh, it said, just had a stand-up talk, job huddle, where we were threatened with a write-up if we did not complete an accident report immediately. I'm going to file a grievance on that. And it will probably be on his desk before the end of the day. You will never threaten me with discipline. You'll never threaten my brothers and sisters with discipline without being met with a grievance. And that grievance will be under 115.4 of the M39 handbook. I did not have to come into work and be threatened with discipline. 
I will never be threatened with discipline. If you need to discipline me, then you need to follow the procedures as outlined in Article 16 when it talks about just cause principles. One of those being was the thorough investigation completed. You need to investigate my ass and then decide if you're going to do something. But you will never stand up on the workroom floor and threaten me and my people with discipline. That will never happen. Ever. So by the end of the day, I'd have two or three statements of people who heard that, and I'm going to file a grievance and say, hey, this is a, a grievance. What's this for? For the stand-up you had this morning where you threatened us, you're not going to do that. <laughs> you're not going to do that. You wouldn't want me on the middle of working for threatening your ass with, with grievances. You wouldn't take that, and I would never do that. Why? Because I'm not a fucking idiot. That's why. Because I'm not a fucking idiot like you are. That's why. Don't ever let somebody threaten y'all on the workroom floor with discipline. Grieve that motherfucker into oblivion when they do that. You will not threaten my people ever at any time with discipline. Follow the guidelines of Article 16 if you need to discipline somebody. We'll deal with that. You will never threaten me. All right? 115.4 of the M39 handbook. That's where I'd start. Here's something, and this is going to take a little while. And I may be finished. I got so much to do. Damn. But it's already 50 minutes. Um, God. So much. All right. I'll do this and then something else. But this is what somebody sent me. <clears throat> and remember last week when I was talking about that, I had that episode on the uh, thing that's coming down, the CD Palm. Remember that when I was talking about the CD Palm? about DOAS and how they're going to start doing things based off of DOAS. Now, that's been around since maybe uh, 2009, right? But it's coming back up again. It started talking about metrics and stuff back then, back in 2009, I think 2011, something like that. Um, they were talking about metrics. We, we missed it as a union. Uh, but I told y'all that it's, it's coming back around. Listen to what somebody sent me. So it's Mr. Walton, thanks for accepting my friend request and thank you for the podcast and keeping all of us informed. Nine-year care here from, from this uh, state and management is losing their minds over here. I'm on a mostly walking route with 446 deliveries and was walked last week. I went six minutes over. That's right, six minutes. And management is not happy with that. They said my pace was 96 each minute which I know doesn't matter because there's no standard for walking, but they still said was very slow. I would tell my steward to file a grievance on that under those M documents I was telling you about last week. I don't give a fuck if my pace is two steps per minute. I don't give a fuck. I don't have a standard on the street. So if they come out there and say, your pace was this, why are you pacing me? Why are you counting my paces? I don't have a standard. Have your shop steward file a grievance on that. They're going to start doing this shit now because of this CD Palm coming back around. They're going to start doing what this gentleman's talking about right here. They're pacing me. They said my pace was 96 each minute, which I know doesn't matter. You're right, brother. It doesn't because there's no standard for walking, but they still said was very slow. Fuck them. Fuck those motherfuckers that sit in a chair all day and don't do a fucking thing. Those, 
those cowardly chicken shit motherfuckers can't do our job. That's the reason they're sitting their asses in a chair in the, in the air conditioning because they can't do our fucking job. And you're going to come tell me I'm walking too fucking slow? Fuck you, you piece of shit. File agreements on those sorry, lazy bastards. You're going to come out one time a fucking month and walk around like you're fucking doing something with your candy-eating ass. going to tell me I'm walking too fucking slow. Kiss my slow ass, bitch. That, that pisses me the fuck off when I hear shit like that. You got the laziest motherfuckers in this country in management. They'll sit in a chair all fucking day and not do two fucking seconds worth of fucking work. And you're going to come out there to a working man and tell him he's too go, going too fucking slow. Eat shit. File agreements on him for saying that. There's no standard for walking, but they still said it was very slow. Fuck them. They also said I was wasting time in my vehicle in between splits and was wasting time by driving back to houses to drop off spurs. As a result of this, they are changing my splits and park points around to eliminate some of my park points and also told me when it's a light mail day that I need to carry what would normally be two splits as one split. Don't do ever do anything unsafe. I would refuse to do that. I'd refuse to do that. They're saying on light days, carry two splits instead of the one I normally carry. Fuck them. Do not ever do anything unsafe. Okay? I, I wouldn't do anything unsafe. I would file agreements on that, on Article 14. Okay? They said they'll be working my edit book and walking me again when I have similar volumes as my walk. Remember what I told y'all last week under the CD Palm? When they're saying they're going to go back over a certain period of time on demonstrated performance. Remember, I was telling y'all that last week. Here it is right here. Didn't even make it a fucking week. Didn't even make it a fucking week. What they say? They're going to go back over uh, some point of time, check volumes, similar volumes, right? They're going to check similar volumes, and then they're going to hold you to that. That's a standard. We don't have a street standard, all right? But that's what he said. They said they'll be working on my edit book and walking me again when I have similar volumes as my walk. Sorry for the long message. Just wanted to vent to a true postal legend. <laughs> Thanks again for everything you've done. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of grievances there. But park points. Let's talk about that for a second. Park points, okay? All right, let's talk about park points since since that's where they want to go, okay? Manny Peralta did something back in 2012 talking about, are your park points safe? Are your park points safe? So management's going to come in, they're agitated because they got this CD palm. They're going to go walk with you, telling you that you're too slow, even though I don't have a standard, grieve that. They're going to say that they're going to look at similar volumes. That's based off the CD palm blueprint. You got similar volumes to this time two months ago, two weeks ago, whatever. So you should be doing that same time. They're trying to give you a street standard, which we don't have. I would potentially grieve that. Okay. I would get your shop steward to ask, what are you talking about similar volumes? Well, they should be doing the same time each time they have similar volumes. We don't have a street standard. Okay. They're trying to give you one. And that's based off this CD Palm. Okay. But Manny Pronto says, are your park points safe? All right. April 28th is recognized as Workers Memorial Day. 
In the very recent past, letter carriers have experienced two tragic vehicle accidents. And putting my thoughts together for this month's article, I reached out to the NLC's national business agents, asking that they provide me with information, some of which appears below. On February 28th of 2012, letter carrier Anthony Dunn of Los Angeles was struck by a commercial vehicle while he stood at the back of his vehicle working the mail. Anthony has had served as a letter carrier since 2007. Anthony lost both legs at the time of the accident and passed away the next morning. On January 14th of 2012, 18-year letter carrier Doug Poole of Columbus, Ohio, was struck by the SUV while he stood at the rear of his vehicle working the mail. He was pinned between the vehicles and his legs were crushed, and he continues his treatment to this day. On September 26th of 2009, 37-year letter carrier Roy Rondino of New Orleans was struck by a vehicle while working mail at the rear of his vehicle. He lost both his legs and passed away a few days later. On July 24, 2006, letter carrier Maureen Prince of Venter, New Jersey, was struck by a drunk driver while she stood at the rear of her vehicle working the mail. She lost both legs and went into a coma. Additionally, she suffered a stroke, lost her sight, and the baby she was carrying. On October 8, 2005, North Hollywood, California letter carrier Wawachi William Punjungtok was struck by a vehicle while working the mail. Standing at the rear of his vehicle, William lost both legs. On February 27, 2003, letter carrier Luke Nataparamble of Wayne, New Jersey was struck while standing at the rear of his vehicle working the mail. Luke had carried mail for about two years. He passed away following the accident. On March 9th of 1999, St. Clair Shores, Michigan letter carrier John Jones was struck by a snowplow blade while standing at the rear of his vehicle. Both legs were crushed. He works limited hours. Very little need be added to conclude that we need to do something. President Rolando and I, along with all of the officers of the NLC, ask you to set aside a moment of reflection for Anthony, Doug, Roy, Maureen, William, Luke, and John and their families. When you have finished, ask yourself about all the park points on your route. Are you parking your vehicle with your back exposed to traffic while working the mail when there is a safer location? If so, approach your managers to request a review of all your park points to find a safer spot to park. If your manager is not enlightened as to the pain that the above brothers and sisters have suffered, share this column with them. If you feel that any of your park points are unsafe and unnecessarily expose you to the hazard of traffic at your back, turn in a Form 1767. If the hazard report is not responded to favorably, Take this issue to your union steward or branch officers. All right? So you got punk-ass managers going to come out there due to some CD palm and it's going to walk with you and say, hey, your, your pace is too slow. Grievance. And we're going to look at these volumes. And if your volumes are, are similar, you should be meeting those same times. Grievance. I don't have a street standard. We're going to look at your part points and change those. I'm filing a 1767, even if I... I don't need to. I'm filing one because you're fucking with me. Okay. That's what you're doing. You're fucking with me based off some stupid ass CD palm. Right. So I'm going to grieve that. I'm going to file a 1767. 
I'm going to ask, why did you change my park points? You're asking me to do two pivots instead of one because why? You say light mail volume. Fuck that. We've got to start attacking these sorry low-down motherfuckers as much as we can through the grievance procedure. All right? I'm serious, man. I don't understand why business agents aren't just raising hell over this shit and educating y'all about this shit. I don't get it, man. I don't understand it. We should be educating like crazy right now about C.D. Palm, about the potentials of the shit that this gentleman was talking about. Okay? So there's you that about park points, when they're talking about park points, all right? Here's another thing about review park points that could save a life. The picture described a scene that could have been much worse. David Betts, the CCA injured in this accident, was extremely lucky. Dave was at the side of his LLV locking the door instead of at the rear of the vehicle loading his satchel when a car slammed into the LLV, threw Dave into a tree, and came to a stop on, of all things, Dave's mailbag. There have been far too many devastating accidents recently in which carriers are struck, often while at the rear of the vehicle, while at a park point. Of those struck by a vehicle, some are covered fully. Others have long-term or lifetime consequences, and tragically, four have died. What's bothersome about this accident is that it didn't have to happen. He parked at the location set up by the Postal Service on a well-traveled main road. However, the USPS could have just as easily set his park point on a less-traveled side street 100 feet away. Let me read that again. What's bothering about this accident is that it didn't have to happen. He parked at the location set up by the Postal Service. That's exactly what this gentleman is talking about here. We're going to give you park points where we want to save time. We want to save time, so we're going to put you in some place where we feel like it'll save you time. You need to start running. You got the same amount of volume, so we're giving you a street standard. Start taking two relays instead of one, and we're going to give you new park points. If that don't piss y'all the fuck off right there about the low-down, sorry motherfuckers we work for, I don't know what will. Think about that every time y'all are signing y'all's ass away on these stupid-ass pre-arbs and stupid-ass B-team decisions, helping these sorry low-down motherfuckers out of falsifying shit. Think about that when y'all are doing that shit. When y'all are selling the carrier out, on these fucking stupid-ass pre-arbs, I'm going to read one in a second, and these chicken-shit B-team decisions we're getting because our business agents are too fucking cowardly to do their fucking jobs, and the letter carrier is roasting down here under shit like this. Remember these things when y'all are in these pre-arb sessions that the carrier is getting fucked over by the very ones y'all are sucking their ass. This shit right here is why I feel the way that I do and the reason I do this is to get these sorry motherfuckers under control. And we will never do it as long as we got business agents too fucking cowardly to get in their motherfucking ass and getting your B-teams into fucking order, getting your pre-arb sessions in fucking order, and quit letting these motherfuckers off the hook like you do. They are fucking us over on this workroom floor, and you cowardly chicken shit motherfuckers won't do shit about it. Now we got carriers out in the fucking street getting bullied like this shit, and y'all sitting in pre-arb sessions kissing management's ass.
This union has turned into a bunch of chicken shits, man. And it starts at the very fucking top. Because you're too fucking scared to get in the fucking streets. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You won't tell the fucking letter carrier what's going on. Y'all hide every fucking thing from us. Your, your fucking business agents won't do shit. Your B teams and pre-arb sessions are full of shit. And you got carriers on the fucking street sending me messages like this when you motherfuckers should be taking care of it. Sorry asses. No fuck. Anyway. <clears throat> the good news is the Postal Service fixed this and other park points with the assistance of the local NELC branch. And that's where you need to go, my brother. That's where you need to go. Get them up off of you. The bad news is that it took a serious accident to address the issue and change the park points. My man, don't let that happen to you. All right? They will put you in harm's way. We've seen that with heat. We've seen that with the falsification of heat training. They will put you in harm's way. We've seen that with these messages on the scanner. Beat the heat. Keep it moving. No stationary events. They will put you in harm's way. Management is fixing to put you in harm's way, my brother, with these park points. File a 1767 on it. Get your union activated. Get your shop steward invested in it now. Let them know what's going on. If they won't do anything about it, go to your business agent and say, hey, they're putting me in harm's way. Help me. Send me outside help because my shop steward's too fucking cowardly to do anything. My branch president's a fucking slob, piece of shit. He won't do anything. Send me somebody to help me. All right? So, there's that. Uh, I'm going to read something else to you. Since well ended up, REIT team got back with us. All 14 routes in our office are 30 minutes to two hours over. Our one aux will now be full, plus more routes. Change is going to affect November 4th. I've been out for medical reasons, just came back. Evidently, the MPU got back last week, and now it's 1838s every day, and point-to-point -point street observations been going on. Pivoting out as many routes as they can. That goes back to that CD Palm, right? Pivoting out as many routes as they can. It's fucking stupid. The numbers already show we are all overburdened. Stewart wants everyone to get off ODL, two people, so he can start filing Article 8 grievances. Don't do that. Don't hurt yourself. Don't get off the ODL. All right, just have the steward do his job. I asked him why he hasn't been, and if everyone gets off the ODL, they can do what they want even more. You're right. He had no response. Found out our 310-pound supervisor was hollering and cussing at a 120-pound woman carrier yesterday saying, I'm the supervisor. You have to do what I fucking tell you. This place is turning into a complete shit show. It's like putting in for all those 271Gs brought them. 271Gs brought the BS monster out. Me and another care are going to try to help as much as we can since the steward seems like he's got his head in the sand waiting for management to come tear his ass up. Sorry, man, Vinny. Uh, protect your, your female cares, y'all. Protect your female cares. They are a treasure to us. Do not let your female cares get bullied by some piece of shit supervisor cussing them, right? You protect your female carriers at all costs. I'm serious. Your shop steward should have been in that fat ass the second he opened his mouth up to that female carrier. Do not let your female carriers come to work under this stress right here. Do not. 
Do not. I don't play that shit one fucking bit. So file a grievance on his fat ass about uh, saying that to her. Get your statements. File it on him. I'm asking he be removed. I don't give a fuck if it happens or not. I'm asking it. I'm asking it. All the things we talk about, 115.4 the M39, postal policy on workplace harassment, section 665 the M, the joint statement, all those things are going to be filed. I'm going to ask that he be removed and send it to arbitration. We'll probably lose. I don't care. His big ass is going to be sitting in a chair in front of an arbitrator explaining to me with her sitting there because she's the grievant. She has the right to be in there. She's the grievant. Now you, sir, because they're going to see him walk in, how big he is. Now you decided to tell her fucking what? What'd you say? She fucking what? And have him say that in front of an arbitrator. We've got to start using the arbitration again. We have lost the sting of arbitration. We have lost the sting of arbitration because we're too concerned about finances with these dumbass pre-arb sessions. We have lost the sting of arbitration. We have got to get that sting back. And he would be exhibit A. Grievance right here. What is this for? For you telling that to that young lady out there. Got statements from everybody that heard it. Got a statement from her. And so this is what I'm asking for, my friend. I'm asking that you be removed from your position because obviously you don't have any business. Supervisor said your letter carries. I'm also going to ask for this, this, and this, and this is what it's based off of. So you want to sign off on that? No. We'll fucking sign your name right there, bitch, and we're going to send that up. All right? So protect your city letter carriers, y'all. All right? Protect your female city letter carriers. Don't you ever let anybody talk to them like that on that workroom floor, man. If something happened like that in my station, those motherfuckers, holy shit, the guys in my station, you talking to a female carrier, son? Fuck no. Fuck that. But I've seen that a lot about these rate teams. Uh, first off, we're getting weaker and weaker in some of these teams. We really are. I'll give you an example here in a second. I've got to get off of here. But um, we're folding in a lot of these places. And then if you do 271Gs and they come in, there's retaliation, 1838s. had another individual tell me this uh, week, this past week, uh, he said, uh, and this is, this is serious now, he said, they're in here every day doing 1838Cs. Now, I asked him why. The MPU wants us doing them all the time. Everybody's getting them. Every day they're doing 1838Cs. Are we counting the DPS? Are we requesting to count the DPS? Are we verifying the count? If you're going to say, I'm going to do them every day, then we're going to spend two hours in there counting the mail. And you're going to hit them in the pocketbook. That's the only thing they care about is numbers. That's why they're doing it, right? And he said it was because they want to get to the hour office time. So you're doing 1838Cs all the time because you're wanting to establish an hour office time. That's one of those metrics that we drop the ball on there, right? Nationwide, we drop the ball because we got our head up our ass. So now we're dealing with 1838Cs every day because, because of an hour office time. Let's count that DPS and count the, the mail. And he sends it to me. They stopped it. <laughs> when we started counting the DPS, they stopped it. Okay, there you go. There you go. Fuck these motherfuckers, man. Fuck them. 
one last thing I'm going to get out of here. And then, uh, like I said, next week I'll do that EP, see if that'll help you some. Then we'll get back to, uh, then we'll get back to, um, some more salted penis. I got more shit than I can do. So a lot of these REIT teams are folding in on themselves as far as the union's concerned. And, uh, a lot of people are upset right now with the REIT teams that we're conceding too much. Uh, we have people that we got implementation without even talking to carriers, without any care consultation whatsoever. They're implementing it. Uh, we got district REITs that are fucking failures. We got regional REITs that are fucking failures. You're bringing it to their attention. Hey, they have no care consultation out here. Don't let them implement this shit. They're fucking us over. There's no care consultations going on. They're not justifying what they're doing. Sorry, they've already put them in. If you're not going by the memos, what in the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? If you're not going by the fucking memos, what are we doing? The memos are shit to me. Y'all know how I feel about that. They're the dumbest shit ever is putting that shit out for the public. We've been abused more on that than any other thing in history. But we're, we're failing as far as the people we're putting in these leadership positions. Uh, they're fucking us over big time. They're too fucking lazy to do their job. But this individual, this is the headquarters of delivery, the Atlantic region. So here's the guy that's over headquarters for the Atlantic region. He sends this out. Good afternoon. Thank you all. Thank you for all the quality questions and discussion today on the calls. It is so wonderful to have you all engaged during our time together. I have attached the PowerPoint and included the link below to this morning's recording. Please let any of us know if you have any further questions about the material. I have also included below the TRAP MOU references to the validation of the travel to, from, and within times that was discussed during this morning's call. This comes from page 24 in section M 1983 and states, Travel to, travel from, and travel within times must be validated, documented, and discussed during carry consultation. The actual time should be taken from the inspection PS1 3999 unless a new pattern is created during the route adjustment process. If a new travel pattern has been created, the new times must be validated. As you can see, there is no specific mention who is supposed to complete the validation or the specific method by which the validation is conducted, but it needs to be completed nonetheless. Have a wonderful remainder of your day and a fantastic rest of your week. Then it's got the link, and this is from the Clown Headquarter Delivery Atlantic Region. And it's got this, adjustment of route times. If a route appears to be long, quotation marks, after completing territory movement and the lot for a route, there are two different ways to adjust the route to meet the as close to eight hours as possible requirement. The first option is to remove territory and then recreate the lot. The second option is to review the park points and park and loop split links and see if any can be combined. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Let me read that again. The second option is to review the park points and park and loop split links and see if any can be combined. Now, you just heard what I read that that gentleman sent me. That he was walked on that day. They said he was too slow. 
they're going to review his park points and to combine two splits. So this has come to fruition in one week. This has come, that is exhibit A in arbitration off of what this has just stated, what this clown sent out. I'll read it again. There are two different ways to adjust the route to meet the as close to eight hours as possible requirement. One, the first option is to remove territory and then recreate the lot. Two, the second option is to review the park points. Remember that? and park and loop split links and see if any can be combined. They will follow this to a T, man. I give them that. They will fuck us over when they're told to fuck us over. That clown from headquarters sent out something. Here's And it was just, it, the union was not involved. Now, the REIT teams were, but we had no represent, representatives from the NBA or from National. No representatives. This dude just decides, I'm going to talk to the rate teams, and this is how we're going to educate people. This is what you're going to do. And we're sitting in there like clowns listening to it. And so what happens? In the matter of a week, gentleman's ridden with, you're walking too slow. We're going to check your park points. We're going to review your park points and your two splits, combine them into one. What does this say? The second option is to review the park points and park and loop split links and see if any can be combined. I give it to them, and I told y'all last week, I give it to these sorry, low-down, cheating motherfuckers. They are persistent in their dishonesty. They are persistent in their dishonesty with us. They are hard to beat when you sit down and lick your own ass. They are hard to beat. You have got to be vigilant at all times. You can never let your guard down. Like Mills Lane, the old referee used to say in boxing, protect yourself at all times. Protect yourself at all times. You have got to protect yourself at all times. Business agents, be vigilant always. Be vigilant always because this is what's happening to us. Management will never stop. They will keep coming. They will keep coming, keep coming. They will never stop, and we cannot either. We will always win. We're the righteous ones. These sorry low-down motherfuckers, they can't beat shit unless we let them. Okay? So that's what they're talking about. That's what this clown put out. It goes on. Your training instructed you to reduce park points and expand the territory within a split to make the lot more efficient and save the Postal Service money. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. They're motherfucking telling you. They're telling you. Your training instructed you to reduce park points. What does this clown tell him out there? We're going to review your park points. You're six minutes over. You're walking too slow. We're going to review your park points, right? What do they say here? Your training instructed you to reduce park points and expand the territory within a split. You're going to put two splits into one to make the lot more efficient and save the Postal Service money. It will always be about money, baby. I told you, it will always be about money. Everything is about money to these motherfuckers, man. Everything is about money. The sad thing is, same thing with the union. It's all about fucking money. We are here on, uh, by ourselves on this workroom floor. We are by ourselves. The union is all about money. That's what these dumbass pre-arb sessions are about. We're going to 
wholesale pre-arb so that we can save money. The postal service is all about money. They just told you that. That's what this motherfucker just said. Park points. Relays. Because we've got to save the postal service money and we're in the middle of this shit taking it from both fucking sides because we won't have a champion stand up and champion for us and say, hey, it's not about the money. We're getting back into arbitration. We're not going to lose the sting of arbitration to these motherfuckers. We'll pre-arb what needs to be pre-arbed, but anything that deals with falsification, anything that deals with the abuse of my people, you're going to see us in arbitration, baby. I'm going to put the best of the best in arbitration. In my region, the best of the best is going in arbitration. The best of the best. And we're going to get it back into arbitration. We will not lose the sting of arbitration in this region. But the motherfuckers told you right there. More efficient and save the Postal Service money. It's always about the money. By combining the park points and lengthening the split, travel within and relay times will both be reduced. That's why they're going after your stationary events. It's about the money. Right? Keep it moving. Beat the heat. No stationary events. That's why. It's about the fucking money. It's not about you. It's not about Mr. Gates. It's not about us. It's about the fucking money, man. They don't give a fuck if somebody dies. Somebody is out on Mr. Gates' route the next fucking day. It's about the fucking money to them. It cannot be about the fucking money to the NELC. It has got to be about the city letter carrier, man. It can never be about the fucking money. Fuck that money. It's not your fucking money, man. It's our money. We paid you, bitch. Fight for us at every fucking level. You see, they're telling you right here what this shit is about, man. You've got a carrier now that's messaging me saying, hey, this stuff here has come to fruition. It's exactly what happened. Then this comes out. From the union, I give it to us. Thank you. Please inform all your DLTs, REITs, and Cortex that they are not to attend unilaterally initiated Zoom meetings conducted by the USPS core SMEs unless there is an NALC core SME or other designee appointed by me present. So he's saying, hey, don't, don't attend these things anymore that, that I just read you. Don't attend those anymore unless somebody is present appointed by me. Don't do that. So thank you, Union, for stepping up right there. If there are any issues with USPS Cortex insisting on following the directives given in yesterday's bridge call, then our NALC Cortex DLTs or REITs should not proceed with an adjustment and the issue should be immediately elevated for resolution. Unfortunately, my brother, that's not happening. Because our area is getting ravaged right now because we have implemented shit that shouldn't have been implemented. All Cortex should have received the email string below. However, our DLTs and REITs may not be aware of it. Feel free to forward this email to them as needed. The bottom line is that the REIT ultimately controls the core adjustment and determines the territory moves. Allied times, relay and park points, and has the overall responsibility as to the accuracy of any adjustment. The use of core is governed by the provisions of M1983, pages 21 through 26. It is not for the purpose of reducing relays, 
park points, and travel times as stated in yesterday's bridge call. Come on. Come on. Here's the union coming in now fighting. This is Ron Osborne. He says, the bottom line is that the REIT ultimately controls the core adjustments and determines the territory moves, allied times, relay, and park points, and has the overall responsibility as to the accuracy of any adjustment. The use of core is governed by the provisions of M1983, pages 21 through 26. It is not for the purpose of reducing relays, park points, and travel times as stated in yesterday's bridge call. Please contact me if you have any questions regarding this issue. So to you, sir, I would contact Mr. Ron Osborne, assistant to the president for administrative affairs, and I would tell him your story. This is what happened to me. They came out and they walked with me on a 3999. They told me that my pace was too slow. That's grievable. They said that they want me to start combining splits. That's what he just talked about right here. That's what that, that call was about that they did, uh, the USPS did. And they said that they're going to review my park points. That, that's what that call was about that I read to you. So here's what this clown sent back, this, this headquarters delivery guy. Here's what he sent out after this. Now here's, here's a motherfucker eating crow. He says, the attached PowerPoint and instructions are hereby rescinded. Please disregard any instructions that were contained in this email, PowerPoint, or presentation. Future instructions and presentations will be vetted through the National Oversight Team prior to their release. So here's a motherfucker having to eat crow, came out here, got shit initiated. Now let me tell you, it's still going to happen. It's still going to go on. They're still going to start keep doing this shit. You got to let your union aware Make your union aware of what's going on because they're still going to be doing this shit just like with this guy. But here's a dumb fuck that came out with his PowerPoint said, hey, I'm going to do this by myself. We're going to start taking park points. We're going to start taking these loops and we're going to start including relays, uh, adding them together. This is what you're going to do because we're going to save the Postal Service money. The union said, hang on, dumb fuck. No, you're not. Matter of fact, anything like this happens, it goes through me. And here's this clown having to come out and say, hey, all that shit I was talking about, I was saying that. <laughs> That's eating crow, motherfucker. But the damage is already done. The damage is already done. You saw what this gentleman said. This happened to me. Like I told you, I give these motherfuckers that. They're persistent in their ignorance. They're persistent in their ignorance, man. They, if they tell them to do, you can tell them to do whatever. You could tell them to go out into a yard and get up a, a pile of shit and eat it, and they would do it for them, son of a bitches. It's a cult, man. It's a religion to them fucking us over. Money to them is God, and they will fuck you over for a penny. We can't have our union doing the same thing, man. We can't have our union doing the same thing. All right? So there's you some salted peanuts. I got so much left to do, man. I'm having to skip shit that I wanted to do. Some people sent me some decisions, some pre-Rs that were fucked up, some B-team decisions that were fucked up. I'll get that to that in the next episode because we got to do better. We got to do better in representing our brothers and sisters. We are in a the crosshairs of these sorry fucks, the employer, okay? We, we need our union to help us, to be our shield, okay? 
Next week, we're going to get back into arbitration about uh, got the EP. That should help you. I think it'll help you. It'll, I'll show you how we attack the charge, okay? And that'll help a lot of people. So, all right. Uh, Discord, get on there. If you get on from arbitration.com and get on there, and that will uh, prompt you to Discord and Reddit. Get on both of those things if you're not on there. You will enjoy that, I promise you. A lot of educated people on both of those things, all right? I'm doing from Ada, uh, from Ada Arbitration the Facebook page. I suck at it, I know, I know. But Miss Lindsay took a little hiatus, and so I'm over it now. I was over it before when she came in and told me I sucked at it, and she took it over. So <laughs> I'll try to do better. I'll try to do better. A lot of emails I'm getting to, man. I got so many emails. Just I, I promise you I'll get back to you. Promise you I'll get back to you. A lot of good decisions coming in from things that y'all have heard about this. Um, a lot of good decisions, and that makes me really happy, knowing that we've got warriors out there fighting for our people. That's all I want. That's all I want. All right? Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed this episode of, of Salted Peanuts. Got a little sideways there, but I can't help it. Uh, next week, EP, and then we'll get back into Salted Peanuts. JB's going to come in and do sick leave dependent care. He knows that. He keeps telling me that, but he's busy right now, man. That poor guy's covered up. Uh, so, anyway, have a great week, and I will talk to y'all next Sunday. All right?